Westplex 107.1, yes. Take me back to when I was younger. A simpler time yep. when you're running through this fog, the mosquito fogger. Yep. And you're riding your bikes over to Tropicana. Yep, take me back 20 years when I was 65. That's what I'd like. Just take me back those 20 years. Take me back, indeed. Yeah. It is BS in the morning. Hey, we're working holidays. While all the other radio stations, they got their, their, their not running morning shows, or they got best ofs and stuff like that. You know, what we need to do is we need to take a radio station. And we need to put our best ofs on there. Just, you know, we'll have it the BS station. It'll just be you and me doing 24 hours a day, seven days a week of just best ofs. And you know what? I guarantee you that after six months, we'll promote the daylights out of it and, you know, buy TV ads and the whole bit. And I guarantee if we did it after six months, nobody would listen to that radio station. Because it's always just you and me. Yes. I think we come in small doses. I think we're pretty excellent at that. Oh, man. Um, so Labor Day today. Um, you know, I have to tell you, I am so tired of, and I, I'm a news junkie, I'll admit it. You know, I talk about it all the time. I look at CNN, I look at uh, MSNBC, I look at um, Fox News almost every morning, then, you know, STL Today, various ports, uh, sources. I'm so tired of the deal with CNN, and I get it. You know, they're trying to kill Trump of this deal with. The story of him saying that, you know, we talked about this, the last thing we talked about on Friday, because the news broke on late Thursday night and the deal of this Atlantic magazine talked about how Trump said that he didn't want to go to the cemetery in 2018 when he was in France because it had a bunch of losers in it, the American uh, Marines, and um, they were losers and they were suckers. And everybody has jumped, all the anti-Trump channels like NPR and CNN has jumped on this like it's for real, Okay. But yet nobody has ever come forward and said, well, I'm one of the sources. And I guess that bothers me because I could write a story, you know, today where I could say, I have five uh, anonymous sources that told me that Mayor Lyda Krusen used to be, uh, matter of fact, uh, at last, last year, she used to be a stripper over at PT's in Sauget. I've oh, got, she did not. Oh, Stop oh, it. Oh, I've got five sources. Five sources that she was like. I don't care. Oh yeah, Stop when it. they had when they had over Seriously. when they had over forties night at at uh, at uh, you know PT. She was one of the five strippers. Now I'm making that up, but yes, you know, you are. But the point being is, once I put it out there, somebody who's listening to the show is going like, "Oh my God, I heard this guy this morning on the radio talking about how Lyda Cruz and the mayor of St. Louis." used to dance like in over 40s night over at PT's in Sauget and she went down to down to her her list her just her panties that was it that's all she had on and pretty soon there would be people going like oh can you believe the mayor of St. Louis you know used to dance you know with no clothes on except her you know her, her, her panties at the fo- over 40s night at first off I don't even know if there is an over 40s night at PT's I made that up Okay, but it sounds legit, doesn't it? Hey, ladies, come dance at, you know, they have a lot of the places like that. Not that I know, but they have amateurs night. You know, I mean, this is something that like happens all over the country at at strip clubs. Hey, you can. As a matter of fact, I don't know if you remember this or not. There was a really it it, it's first it started out, started out funny and then it got very sad because of the fact that. A lady lost her job over it. I don't know if you remember this. It's like 10 or 15 years ago. But she was a news reporter, you know, like a very respected anchor at one of the TV stations in Pittsburgh or one of those 
places. I can't remember where it was. And they had a deal where there was some venue, some club or something like that down in the Florida Keys. And, you know, the Florida Keys can get pretty crazy. And to the point where uh, I won't mention her name, but I know of a a friend of mine that um, I went to high school with who uh, her and her husband used to go down to Florida Keys. And they'd always go to this bar. I think it was called Remington's. And first floor was a restaurant, second floor was a bar, and third floor was like a sun deck bar. And on the sun deck bar, clothing was optional. And she always took off her clothes and was up on the deck of this particular place down in Key West. And I'm thinking to myself, and she taught first grade. Now, think about that for a minute. Think back on your first grade teacher. Think back on your first grade teacher, Shelley. Can you imagine your first grade teacher? Maybe you can. I don't know. Going topless or actually clothesless at a bar someplace? No. No, I can't. Okay. I can't remember any of them. Well, I can. Because that, that, they were all much older. Well, except for Miss Beaver. She was my kindergarten teacher. I don't, I don't, she, but she's, she was too straight laced for that. She was definitely a hippie, but I don't see her taking her clothes off. Well, the point I'm making on this thing is that, that I find it fascinating that something happened over two years ago. How come this never's come out before? And then what's interesting is it was Trump was saying over the weekend about the fact, I don't know if you know this, the Atlantic magazine, you know who it's owned by? No. Uh, one of the major owners, and I say I can find her name because if 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 I give you her regular name, you won't be able to pick up on her what her what uh, who her uh, association is. But let me see if I can find it real quick. Uh, da, 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 da. If I go to CNN, it'll be like there'll be ten stories about it. Uh, but the the Atlantic magazine is owned by. Um, let's see if I can find it real quick. Give the name and a name. It's interesting because when you say the name. It won't make any sense. Uh, hang on, let me let me type this in. Uh, but anyway, um, I, I I just think it's it's sad because I can't imagine. You know, Trump says some pretty bizarre things. I can't imagine him saying that a cemetery filled with U.S. Marines is filled with losers. Yeah, I can't, I can't see him saying that either. I I just it just to me. I mean, like, that's just wrong on so many levels. And whoever said that. Yeah. Okay. No. Her name is Laureen Powell. Okay. And you know what? Uh, and and that's the name. That's her regular name. But when she uses her full name, her full name is Laureen Powell Jobs. Ring As a bell? in Steve? Yes. She's Steve Jobs' widow. And she owns the Atlantic magazine, and she hates Donald Trump. Really? Yeah. I mean, I mean, and I'm not, I'm not, this is not, I'm not making this up. I mean, this is just, you know, this is like, you know, um, matter of fact, uh, here, let me find this. Uh, this is on uh, New York Daily News website. President Trump appeared to summon the trolls on Sunday and set them into Steve Jobs' widows, Lorreen Powell's jobs, with a tweet that said, The Atlantic was failing and radical in the wake of allegations that he had disparaged troops, blah, 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 blah. His comments came after uh, 163 Old Magazine, which is backed by Jobs' Emerson Collective. And if you know what the Emerson Collective is, the Emerson Collective is an uh, is an organization that's trying to change society. You know, she's one of these people that's saying, we need to do this, we need to do that, and we need to, you know, tear down monuments to Civil War people and blah, 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 blah. A- anyway, so <laughs> that's, that's the thing to me that's like, okay, I can't quite comprehend uh, Trump saying that. Now, if he did, shame on him. 
But mm-hmm. I, 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 I just can't. I, I see. Here's the guy. He's the guy that that redid the Veterans Administration. Now, everybody. The reason they're all saying this. Well, he said it is because of what he said about um, McCain when McCain was alive. And he, even, you remember one of the debates? He said, uh, "I'm not a fan of of John McCain because uh, he got captured, and I don't like anybody who got captured." Well, if you know the story, he got shot down, and he was in held in captivity, and he got tortured and stuff like that. Not the smartest thing for Trump to say. You know, uh-uh. but yet, not at all. But yet, McCain was extremely, you know, uh, uh, you know, derogatory toward Trump. And I'm going like, man, all these people that hate each other. You know, why can't we all just kumbaya? You know, and get together. Why can't and, we all just get along? Yeah, right, right. Why can't we just all Rodney King and you know, and hey, things are great, <laughs> things are wonderful. You know, stuff like that. You're funny. No, no. I mean, seriously though. I mean, I mean, why is it? That I mean, the thing that that now is like the now we got another city. Now it's 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 Rochester, New York, and then you know, then and then and then you know, and and you know, and all this stuff that comes out, you know, like the Black Lives Matter, and 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 yet, but if you say all lives matter, if you say that, and you're a person on the on a radio station or a news person, you get fired, and if you call Kamala Harris, if you say she's a colored lady, you know, oh, you get fired for that, you know, when once again, you and I are of that age where there was a time when the black people, the African Americans, now would refer to themselves as colored people because the name of the organization was NAACP, the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People. And it's like, you know, it's like, that's what, that's what you called, that's what they called themselves once upon a time, you know? And like, have you ever referred to yourself as I'm a white person? I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, it's not... But maybe that's our white privilege. Gringo, maybe, but not, not <laughs> you know, I just don't get some of this stuff. Sad, 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 sad. It yeah. is. Sad state of affairs. Sad state of affairs. And you know you know what could affairs. make it all better? I'm sorry? I said, you know what could make it all better? What? If everybody in the country got up this morning, and I know today is a day off for the Postal Service, but let's say the Postal Service decided they were going to make everybody happy and everybody went to their mailbox this morning and found a box of Little Debbie fall party cakes in their mailbox, everybody would have a smile on their face because... That is so true. I went to a schnooks yesterday and chasing the elusive fall party cakes because they're supposed to be out now and I found them and I bought... Are they spice? No, Pumpkin no, spice? no, 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 no. They're my favorite... Which I don't understand why Little Debbie's doesn't do this anymore. They are chocolate outside, white cake, and chocolate between the two layers of white cake. Little you Debbie's. You found them. Yes. You've been looking for them for a year. Well, no, they they just don't make those anymore. It used to be you could buy that kind of 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 you know snack cake from Little Debbie's. Now they're like you know tiger stripes or whatever, and they've got like you know it's all none of them have chocolate outside, you know white cake and chocolate in the middle. And I bought. Every box. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. So if you go to that Schnooks today, and I will tell you which Schnooks, and you're going there to buy Bob, you know, um, fall party cakes, and the little Debbie's man hasn't been back to refill. You are S O L because your buddy Brad, that's her, her with the voice, that's Brad. <laughs> she she took all the fall party cakes. They're all gone. Uh huh. She's hoarding them, and you know what's going to happen. Now that I've what? gone on the air and said this, the same thing that happened to toilet paper is going to happen to Paul Fall Party Cakes. There are going to be thousands of people listening to us right now 
who are going to get in their cars, go, oh my God, fall party cakes are out. And they're going to be rampaging through the stores. I mean, there's going to be reports. Matter of fact, if I had the police scanner in here, I bet you, within 20 minutes, the police scanner go, uh, you know, all officers respond to the Wally World on St. Charles Rock Road report of thousands of people condescending on the little Debbie's display, uh, trying to find Paul party cakes, uh, respond code three. You know, that's what's going to be happening. Well, I, I, I'd like to see that, actually. <laughs> I'm not lying. I bet you would. Hey, it's time for us to take a break. It is 6.51. And next hour, we're going to play some commercials. I'm going to play two songs. And then next hour, I am going to ask Shelly a song that I got yesterday if I should put it on the radio. And we're going to play it on the radio. And then we're going to let Shelly decide. It's going to be sort of like the old Dick Clark thing. You know, hey, play the record or like make it or break it. Hey, here's a new song. Should we play this song? You decide. But we're not going to let the audience decide. We're going to let Shelly decide. That's coming next hour. Okay? Okay. It is 6.52. Westplex 107.1. It is BS in the Morning. I'm Shelly. She is Brad. It is, uh, you know what? I'm actually a little bit early. Uh, it is not quite 7 o'clock yet. It is 7 o'clock right now. How's that? Okay, now we're legit. We're 7 o'clock. Shelly, you there? Okay, um, before I give the uh, song challenge here, which I want to have Shelly be the judge of this song, did you see this bizarre thing in the tennis world? Novak Djokovic, you know who I'm talking about? Who's the? Uh, he's like a big, big dude in the tennis world, uh, top seed in Novan, Novak Djokovic. He was disqualified from his fourth round match yesterday at the U.S. Open. You know what happened? No, did he throw a fit? Well, he was not having a good day, and he was getting frustrated. He threw a fit, didn't he, just like John McEnroe? No, 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 he didn't throw a fit. He was having a bad day, and he was getting sort of frustrated. He wasn't on his best game, and at one point, he dropped one of the balls after I think he lost a point and just dropped one of the balls as he was walking back to serve, I believe, just dropped one of the balls and just whacked it blindly. And it hits a line judge in the throat. And, oh, that's not good. And, yes, and she goes down like, I mean, like she just got hit by a bullet, you know? I mean, and I can imagine if you got whacked in the throat, you get you catch one in the leg. It's like or, being throat punched. Yes, if you catch one in the leg or the arm, you know, and she just, boom, dropped, you know, and he runs over and, and there's this, you know, you know, everybody's in the video now, but still, there's something about a still picture when there's that instant moment that you don't, if you watch it on a video, you don't notice, but like on a freeze frame where he's over like attending to her and she's looking at him like, you are the biggest SOB in the world. You hit me with the throw with a tennis ball. You know, she I looks think like she's probably trying to catch her, you know, realign herself. Well, no, no. Well, you don't come back that you don't come back from that immediately. Yeah. Well, she you just don't. She wasn't seriously injured it just you know it's like it's sort of like get if you sometimes if you get the wind knocked out of you if you get hit in the chest sometimes you know you go through that you can't breathe kind of thing but then after a couple minutes you start to get back to normal and it really has no lasting effect and hopefully with her it'll have no lasting effect she'll probably have a little bit of a you know raspberry on her or maybe even a bruise or something like that but you know she should be fine probably be just black and blue well i don't think so i mean not from a i mean and and if you see the video it's not like he launched it at 100 miles an hour he didn't hit it real hard he hit it like 
on a scale of one to ten, I would say he swung at it as like about a four or five. You know what I mean? I mean, it wasn't like he like you know you know roundhouse didn't like was you know like if he was a baseball player he was you know swinging for the left field bleachers. I mean, it wasn't that kind of a deal. He just sort of you know dropped the ball, whacked the ball toward the back of the court, and bang, nailed her just right in the throat. So anyway, he's out. They disqualified him. Gone. You know, and he was that disqualified him. Oh yeah, he didn't do it on purpose. I know, but but once again, tennis is very strict about this. I read the article that talked about all these other people through the years who have inadvertently done the start of the same thing. Gone. You know, there's no there's no black. You know, there's no gray. It's black or white. You know, you hit a linesman and totally unintentional. And if you watch the video, it was absolutely positively unintentional. He, I mean, he wasn't even he 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 wasn't even looking that direction. He was looking almost. If you see it, he almost, you know, hit it backwards. I mean, to the point where he was standing. So, in other words, it was almost to the point where, you know, he he didn't hit it off to a side where he's walking back and he just sort of whacked the ball sort of behind him and bang it got her. So, yeah, they disqualified him. Match over. He lost. He's out of it. So, that ends his U.S. Open career right there. And he won like, I don't know, this guy's like the head dude right now. He's won, I don't know how many Grand Slam events. Quite a few. Okay. So, here's where we're at. There is a new song that's come out, and when I first heard it, I thought to myself, you know what, we should be playing that song. And then I thought to myself, no, maybe we shouldn't be playing that song. Because the version I heard actually had a couple F-bombs and a couple S-bombs in it. So I found the clean version of this song, where if I play this, and I will in a minute, where uh, nobody could, you know, say you are, you know, breaking an obscenity law because there is a, no obscenities in the song. But the title of the song is sort of interesting. So here's what I'm going to do. It's not a long song. And will you do me a favor? I'm going to play it. I want you to listen to the entire thing. I'm going to turn our microphones off. And you and I are not going to talk off air. I just want you to listen carefully for the next three minutes. Can you do that for me? So I can't say anything? No. Well, we're going to talk. It's going to be a little tough, but I think I can do it. We're going to talk after the song plays. So, but okay. we'll, so in other words, but I want you I I want you to, you know, listen intently to the lyrics. It starts okay. it starts out sort of weird. It's got sort of an interesting intro. Sounds like a guitar player who's not very good. Uh, but then um, listen to the song, listen to the lyrics, listen to what they're talking about, and then we'll talk about it afterwards, okay? Okay. So here we go. And I'm not even going to tell you the name of the song. I'm not going to even tell you who the artist is. I'm just going to play it after three minutes and two seconds. That's the length of the song. We'll come back on okay, and we'll discuss it. Okay, I got it. it, Brad. Start the song. Okay, we're going to play it. And we're after three minutes and two seconds. <laughs> okay, here we go. Three, okay. two, one. Westplex 107.1. Okay, Shelly. Raider record. <laughs> it is so true. <laughs> I mean, seriously. I, I just wrote it down and I'm like, uh, yep, that's about right. <laughs> the title. And everybody thinks so too. The title of that song is F twenty twenty, and it's by a group called I don't know if it's a group or not. It might be just one gal in the studio doing it. And nowadays you can do that. Uh, and it's and the the title or the artist is Avenue Beat, and that's the clean version. And you can hear where she says a couple things. But do you identify with that song? She starts out by talking about, hey, December 31st, we're all, you know, going to raise, you know, raise a beer. You know, we're looking forward to a great new year, 2020. 
and and what's the one line in there that then she says, "I just can't wait till 2021." <laughs> yes, that that actually should be the song of 2020. Uh, so so, you approve of that? I absolutely do. Okay, so we're gonna start playing it. I'm I'm just gonna go like, okay, what the heck? You know, it's not. There's nothing. Yeah, I mean, you agree that there's nothing that someone can say. I can't believe you're playing that song. It's 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 got tons of nasty words in it. It really doesn't. Except it really doesn't. Well, I mean, sh- look at Nelly. He he blocks out a whole stanza. Well, we we have we have the version of of uh, what's the one we play that that there's like whole lines that are missing. You know, I mean, and, and by the way, sometimes I listened to American Top Forty yesterday with Ryan Seacrest. And they play a version of Super Lonely, Super Lonely with Benny that I'm going like, I'm going to have to go back and listen to our version because obviously she says she drops the F-bomb in it a bunch of times. But there's a bunch of words. Like, for example, you know, she talks about how she's going to go drinking, you know, you know, in the one line yeah. she talks about that. They yeah. drop that out. And I'm going like, now, hold on a minute now. I mean, like, it's gotten to the point where. I, you can't even say you're, you know, you're so frustrated you're going to go drink, you know, which is essentially what she's saying. She's saying that, you know, that hey, I'm so lonely, I'm drinking. Which I'm, I'm not, I can't remember the exact line. Something on what I'm thinking, I should be drinking or something like that. And they drop the drinking out, and then, and then when Gus Dapperton comes in, I love that, and that's not his real name by the way. Uh, they drop, they drop out like three or four words he says, and I'm going like, I can't remember what he said, but I don't think it was anything that was like, you know, the George Carlin kind of stuff, you know. And and ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you that when you know I play some of the music here in the radio station, there's lots of songs that I have to really edit, and we do what's That's called true. We have we do what we call back masking where. If we can't find, quote-unquote, the clean version of the song, um, we have to go in and we take the word and we flip it around backwards. So, um, you know, you can't, you know, the word is not, you know, it, it becomes like, and what's your thing you always talk about, the, the one we talk about, the, the, Louis, the Louis Tomlinson one, the Louis Tomlinson one, where, where, you know, go, and you always, how do you say that, what does he say in that song? I don't know what song. You know, da da Da, 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 the Quincy song. Oh yes. And I, what do you what do you always say? Play the. And it's funny because Shelly said me play the. What do you call it? Um. You don't remember that the. the ish, I know what I call it. I just have to think of it. The ished song because of the fact that it comes yeah, out. The itch. Yeah, it, it it comes out backwards. Okay, so so anyway, that's the song, F twenty twenty, and I do believe. Let me see. I think that was on the charts yesterday. Let me double, double check. I think that was on AT40. Let's see. It's AT40. I think that was like 36 or something like that. So it's 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 moving up the chart. It's moving up the chart. What is the say. Isht song? No, 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 no. The Isht song. That, that, that song, that uh, F2020. Um, I think that you should play it. Okay, hold because on I, I identify with everything that woman said. Uh, it is number 35 right now. It's 35, first week on the chart, and it's it entered the chart at 35, which means it's probably going to be a hit. Um, and uh, matter of fact, it's it's sort of interesting uh, because of the fact that if you look at some of the other songs that have been on the charts three, four, five, six weeks, and they're just like in the 30s. This one is first week, enters at 35. So, um, you know, you're going to hear it. It's going to be around. It's going to be played in other radio stations. So... You know, and I'd be curious to see what they do with it. But 
it's to the point where I'm sort of surprised that nobody's come out with a song like this. You know, especially, you know, I listen to WIL a lot and country music. I'm thinking, you wouldn't think that there would be lots of songs. The country's people would be, you know, writing all sorts of songs about like, well, you know, well, that big old party on New Year's Eve. You know what I mean? And and what the hell happened to my country? It's all locked down and I can't go into a store without having a mask on. And, you know, you know what I'm saying? I do. But of course, but of course, I can hear the song that if Florida George Line would do that song, they'd go like, hey, I picked up my girl and got her in my pickup truck and she, she slid right over next to me in the front seat and she put her cute little toes on the dashboard and she had her... You bl- love that song. That song resonated with you for some reason. Shelly, that's not that song. There's like 10 songs just like it. Where that's like the bro country song where, you know, you pick, yeah, you pick yeah. up your girl. And there's another one that there's it's, I can't remember what song it is right now, but they refer to I believe in that song. They refer to 35s, meaning the size of the tires on their lifted pickup truck. There's one the other day that I heard the guy refers to his 39s, you know, heck with 35 inch tires. He's got 39 inch tires on his truck and he's going down a highway and he's going to go off the road and they're going to go out in the woods and they're going to get stuck. And they're going to go out and dance in the bed of their pickup truck. And she's going to drive sitting in, in the in the shotgun seat and she's going to put her, her feet up on the dashboard with her pretty pink toenails. And it's like. You know, it's like it's like there's one guy that's like writing all these songs and they're all the same. But see, what's interesting is if you listen to country music now, it goes in trends. Now it started going back again. You hear sort of the, you know, the twangs back. You know, for a while you had Dan and Shay. We play some Dan and Shay. You know, they don't sound country. They don't look country. You know, and what's interesting is what, and, you know, and, you know people go like, are you just finding this out? But no, I've known about this for a while, for at least a week or so. <laughs> That the new country artists, nobody's wearing cowboy hats anymore. It's not They're like not. it's not like Jason Aldean it was part was, of their. Why well, no? But but not anymore. Teeth. Well, Brad Paisley, Jason Aldean, everybody's wearing the snapbacks backwards. You know what I'm talking about? You know what the snapbacks are? I have no idea. You don't know what a snapback is? I do not. Snapback is a baseball hat, one of those size, one size fits all, and it's got little snaps oh, in the yeah, back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Right. So they call those snapbacks. And the new thing is that if you're a country artist, you wear a snapback and you wear it backwards. So the snaps are in front and the bill's in the back, and that's the new deal. Matter of fact, if you look at a lot of these, uh, you know, either the, like, even like a guy like Chris Young, who when he started out, he started out with a big old black cowboy head. He doesn't wear anything anymore. You know, matter of fact, if anything, he looks almost like his haircut and everything. He almost looks like a, like a, almost like a, um, like a Frank Sinatra kind of guy that wears hair sculpted now. You know, he's got like the pompadour kind of, kind of front and stuff like that. You know, and uh, that's that's the current thing in country. I don't know of any of the new artists at all. You got like Kane Brown, and you know, quite a few of the new ones. I mean, most of them either wear no hat at all, or they're wearing a snapback, and that's pretty much it. No, no new dudes are wearing cowboy hats. And I'm thinking to myself. What am I going to do with all my cowboy hats? What am I going to do? With all your cowboy hats? Yeah. You, know, you could I, actually do an, an auction. <laughs> if you open up my closet, it would look like the Stetson store. You know? I'm telling you. That's true. You've never seen my closet with your before. boots and your guitars. I don't even have a cowboy hat. Isn't that terrible? I do have guitars. I have all the guitars that my son gave me. I know you do. Yeah, sad. 
Sad, sad, sad. And you know what the crazy thing about it is? He gives me, when he moves, I move him once, and he gives me all his guitars. I don't want to play guitar anymore. I go, what? He was going to throw them away. I go, I'm not letting you throw those away. Matter of fact, one of them I gave him as a Christmas present. So I, he, he gave me all his guitars. I have all, his, all of his guitars. And then, about six months ago, he says, uh, do you still have my guitars? Yeah, I do. Can you send them to me? He's in Boston now. I go, it's going to be a little expensive. And he says, well, I really want the, the electric one that you bought for me. And I said, I think I know where it's at. So I go to look, can't find it. So two months later, I find it. I call him up. Hey, Blake, I got your guitar. Oh, never mind. I bought another one. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, he did. I go, what? He says, yeah, I bought another one. Okay. So, so much for the guitars that I have of yours. <laughs> what do I do with them? And you know what I should do? I should just what? go. I should just go donate them to like... You know, uh, you know, some organization that teaches kids how to play musical instruments. There's a bunch of them right that. You know what I mean? So, anyway, that's the deal. Huh. That was interesting. Oh, look, it's 718. No, it wasn't interesting. It was boring. You're just saying that to be nice. Do I ever say anything just to be nice? Yeah, you, to me, you do. You talk about how, how uh, you know, that uh, you can't believe that I'm really bald and that uh, it's hard to believe that I really <laughs> I really wear toupee, you know, and you compliment me in there. And you, yes, even though ladies you'll say, and gentlemen, I believed him for like a millisecond. Even, even though sometimes she'll look at me and she'll sort of like give me that weird look and I go, what's wrong? And then finally, a moment of truth, she'll go, um, on the right side, your toupee, I can see the tape. Um, where it's stuck to your head, you might want to. what I said. You might want to go to the bathroom I and adjust your toupee. Even because he cuts his own hair. You might want to adjust that. You know that little and oh, you know what? Uh, looks like there might be a bubble on the top of your head. You looks shave like, the side of your head. Looks like there might be something on the top of your head. Looks like there might be a mouse underneath your toupee that's moving around the top of your head. You think, oh, that's not what I, I think said. you need to go to the bathroom and check that. That's what she says to me. It's seven nineteen. Westplex one hundred seven point one. It is BS in the morning. You know I could have found. Um, let me think. Uh, what's her name? Laura Beakley. Laurie Beakley. I could have found. Um, you know Wendy Weiss. I could have found. Um, you know. Well, um, uh, what's her name? Katie Cruz, but no, I found Shelly. I found Shelly. And I've been indeed. pulling my hair out. Pleasure. <laughs> yeah, like, like you know, <laughs> pleasurable. Just like, you know, sometimes after I get off the show in the morning, for pleasure. I like to hit my head and self with the claw, claw into the hammer. Oh, no, no, I'm, I, I just like, just like I go out in the parking lot and I, you know, I, I drop, I drop, like I have engine blocks out in the parking lot from old beat up cars and I just drop them on my foot, you know, pick them up and, you know, hurt my back, picking them up and then drop them on my foot and I go, oh, well, that's not as bad as being on the air with Shelly. So that's the way I do it. Okay. You know what? <laughs> you need to take that back. <laughs> okay. Um, do you know no, what, no, you really need to take that back. Okay, I'll do that next hour. Okay, do you no, know? Do, do it now. No, I'm not going to do it. Do you know what Burning Man is? You ever heard this thing? Not guy that catches fire, but Burning Man. It's this festival that they have typically out, like in the desert somewhere out in California. Uh, it's usually a nine day festival. Uh, they have crowds, you know, that bump up against a hundred thousand. People wear weird costumes. They have art, art installations, <laughs> musical performances. It was supposed to begin on August 30th this year. And go through, uh, well, if eight days, it would have gone through what, yesterday, because 31 days in August. So today's the, the 7th. No, it would, oh, yeah, yeah, yesterday would have been the end of it, okay? So, impromptu, about a thousand people show up on a beach in San Francisco to have an impromptu Burning Man festival. DJ showed up, somebody threw up a stage, they had some fire dancers. The mayor of San Francisco, what did she do? 
blocked off the parking lot. And she's chastising. First off, she goes after the the organizers of the Burning Man Festival, and they're going like, hey, we have nothing to do with this. Remember, we canceled the one out in the desert, and we have no idea who these people are. They just all showed up. It's like it's probably like a social media kind of thing. Somebody started like a, you know, like a group, like Shelly's Goofy Group. What's the name of your Goofy Group again? Be a good human 2020, but I'm not talking to you. Okay, so all these people showed up on the beach, and they started having this little mini Burning Man festival, and they burn a, the whole deal is that, that part of the big thing of the Burning Man festival is they, they burn a man in effigy. I think it actually started out with a bunch of women who just hate men, and they, you know, get an effigy of a man, and they burn him. And so anyway, so the mayor shuts it's down. It's called the Wicker Man. Is that, what it, is that who it is? Yes. Why, why is the Wicker Man? What's the deal? I don't understand. It's a movie. The Burning Man? The Wicker Man. What is the Wicker Man? It's, it's, a, it's a celebratory thing where they burn a man at the stake. Why do they do that? I mean, a real man, they burn him at the stake? Yes. Well, no, this is not. It's the movie. They don't burn a man in, at, the, at the Burning Man thing. They burn like an effigy. It's not a real dude. Although there's some women that could probably, you know, <laughs> volunteer some guys or voluntold, as Shelley would say, um, some dudes that they don't like anymore that, you know, go burn them at the stake. But but so she closes down the beach, closes down the parking lot and chastises the the um, uh, people who run this this you know event going, like, hey, it's not us. It's just a bunch of impromptu Burning Man people. And I always get a kick out of her name. You know what her name is? Nope. London Breed. Just like it sounds. First name London, L-O-N-D-O-N, just like the city. And then Breed, like Breed of a Dog. London Breed. I love okay. I love names like that. Because when you say that, it's not like Jim Smith or, or uh, you know, Kathy Jones. Or, I mean, you know, there can be gazillion. Now with the Internet, it's amazing that people, even my name, like at one point in time on my Facebook page, I had a panel on my Facebook page that had... 25 of me's on there. We all have the same name. And uh, I mean, it's like, okay, how many, you know, what's the odds of that? Now, you know who has a really unique name? My one son, Drew Hildebrand, is like, he's like one of the only Drew Hildebrands that we can find, like in the country. There's only like one or two of them. Whereas like with my name, Brad Hildebrand, there's, there's probably hundreds of them. You know, isn't that weird? You would think that wouldn't be a very Super common weird. name. It's actually, it's super lonely. As a matter of fact, when I found out that there were more, as a matter of fact, when people that know me found out that there were more than one Brad Hildebrand, they went, ah! <laughs> Still not talking to you. <laughs> so, anyway, it's like, do you, it's like, there's so many people. I know people who have either lived in California a long time or long time residents, and every single one that I know talks about how they've already got plans to leave the state. They can't deal with it anymore. They're just tired of it, especially if you live in the L.A. area. Just tired of it. And there was an article, a real estate article I read last week that talked about all the real Tony places in the L.A. area, Beverly Hills and and uh, what is it, Brentwood, and even areas like Santa Monica, which has gotten to be sort of like a high-end kind of place. That's where they're shutting down the airport. Remember I told you about that? They're going to sh- they're gonna close the airport in Santa Monica because the people who moved in next to the airport don't like the noise. 
the airport's been there since like 1928 or something like that. <laughs> like the people in Chesterfield. <laughs> well, yeah, well, it's like it's like what happened. It's in, like, dude. It's like St. Charles. There was an airport when you moved in. Well, it's like St. Charles County there at 94 in the old days, 94 in Junk Station, the St. Charles Raceway, and the people moved in next to it. And go, I can't stand the sound of the race cars. Hey. Guess what? The racetrack has been there since like the 50s, and you moved in next to it, and it's it's their problem that the noise the racetrack is noisy. I mean, you didn't do a little homework before you bought a house next to a racetrack. You know, what I mean, it's like are people that that buy a house next to the interstate and go, I can't handle all the noise. Guess what? The interstate's been there since like the 50s and 60s, and all of a sudden you move in in the 90s or the 2010s, and you're going like, oh, the noise is too much for me. And then they go to the city council meetings. Something has to be done about the noise, right? By the way, we didn't talk about this. We haven't talked about this last week. I've seen it over the weekend, and quite honestly, it bothers me. What? Dudes on motorcycles, dudes and dudettes on motorcycles. With no helmets. No helmets. I am so... They were agreeable uh, with you, they, even though I'm not talking to you. They got rid of that law, and once they again, they did. What what a crime! Uh, you know, we used to ride, and the couple we used to ride with, um, the the woman had a sticker on the back of her helmet that said "Helmet Lux Helmet Laws Suck." Oh, that's all the time. That's all the time. I understand that. Right. But that helmet, she got in an accident, and that helmet saved her life. And the doctor looked down at her and said. Now, do you think helmet laws suck? Well, the the classic story is Gary, Gary Busey. You know who he is, the the movie star I do, guy. I do. I do. Okay, he was one of these guys that oh, helmet laws suck, and he fell off his Harley and whacked his head on a curb, like you know, like he was in a. I don't know. He wasn't going that fast. I think he was going like twenty miles an hour, and something happened. Somebody pulled in front of him, and he lost control of his bike and fell off and hit his head on the curb, almost killed him. He had like an aneurysm, all that kind of stuff. And then he became like Mr. Helmet guy. You know, you got to wear a helmet, got to wear a helmet. You just got the voice like that, got to wear a helmet. And speaking of voices, Miley Cyrus, talk about her in a minute. But but anyway, they, they, they changed that law in the state of Missouri. Used to be like, and a lot of times you've went to Illinois, you would see people like, especially in Alton, people would cross the Clark Bridge where you officially get into, you know, the beautiful cable stayed bridge when you get into Alton. And they would get right off the highway right there on that, in that road where if you make a right, you go to Fast Eddie's. If you make a left, you go downtown. They'd get off in that road and they'd take their helmets off right there. And they go, because you're in Illinois. That's very true. Don't they have do to have a helmet. You know? said, do, do. And, and once again, I'm a guy who has had some. Uh, I'm trying to think if I ever hurt myself in my motorcycle. Yeah, I almost broke my leg in my motorcycle once. That's a whole no story. But I'm a dirt bike guy. I don't ride in the streets. I don't have any, and I don't have any motorcycles right now. But I've had dirt bikes in the past, and uh, I wouldn't. And and I wear a full face helmet, and to put the point where my full face helmet, when I was riding BMX, saved my my chin a couple times. Probably saved my face from getting you know even uglier than it is, and probably knocked out my teeth. And once again, I don't get it. You see, and Shelly, I know you used to be a Harley person, but it always gets me. You see a guy on a Harley with his girlfriend, wife, whatever, on the back, and he's like, he's normally got... He's gotten, wearing flip-flops, well, and she's wearing sandals and shorts. Sandals, shorts, shorts, and a crop top. And it's like, yes. okay, if he dumped that bike in the parking lot at Wally World... She'd be, you know, scabs She'd from be torn up. right scabs from you know ankle to 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 shoulder, top of shoulder blade, and yes. you know, once again, I just don't get it. I mean, I don't understand, and 
And I mean, you know, help me with this. I don't understand. I get the fact that it's Big Brother. It's really funny. I read a story the other day. The guy was, was it was sort of a comedy piece. And the guy was saying, can you believe these people that are protesting masks? They're talking about, we're not going to let the government tell us what to do. And yet they drive in a car that they have their seatbelt on. They have to have airbags in their car. They have a driver's license. You know, I mean, all the things he went through. He went through like 20 different things. And that they get out of their car. We're not going to tell the government what what we should do. There's no way I'm wearing a mask because the government says i got to wear a mask. I'm not going to wear one. But yet they're doing all sorts of things that the government, you know what I mean? I mean and, and the yes, way he did it was I, so I funny because it was to the point where he goes like, yeah, like, and the government didn't tell you you had to have your seatbelt on. And if you get pulled over by the police, you get a ticket for not having your seatbelt on. And the government didn't tell you you can't buy a car without airbags. And the government didn't tell you that you had to, you, you know, you didn't have to have a driver's license. And he goes through this whole list of things that, you know, and then these people show up at these protests and they get out of their cars that have the crumple zones mandated by the federal government and the special bumpers that are mandated by the federal government and the side impact beams on their cars so that they can survive during a T-bone collision and he goes through this whole list of things and then they get out of their car and say the government's not going to tell me what to do. <laughs> they live in a house in a subdivision that there's a homeowners association and you know and the government says you can't do this and you can't have an outhouse in your backyard you have to have plumbing and you have to you know what I mean and, and it was yeah, I know, do. the government says you have to ride on the left side of the highway or the right side of the highway you know I'm not going to let anybody tell me I'll ride on whatever side of the highway I want to ride on if I want to ride on the left side of the highway like in England I'm going to do it you know it was pretty funny anyway I guess you had to be there I guess you did. It's seven forty-one. Oh, that means you know what? When Shelly, whenever Shelly gives the time, I'll give you a little clue to the BS in the morning show here. When Shelly gives the time, we'll talk about Miley Cyrus next. It means she's done talking and she doesn't want to talk anymore. She's done. She's I was at that that point the last last uh, the beginning of this segment. Okay. Well, whenever I give the temperature, that means that Shelly is standing on her head. It's 82 degrees. Westplex 107.1. It is BS in the morning. I'm Shelly. She is Brad. 751. You know, Shelly got mad at me. Uh, she said I inf- offended her in the last break. So she asked me to apologize to her. So, Shelly, I'm going to do that right now. And I apologize. I, I, didn't, I didn't mean what I said. Well, I, I truly, I didn't mean what I said. And I know it's against the law in some states to insult a woman on the radio. I mean, I don't know if you knew that or not. So you forgive me. So if you know the fact that I insulted you on the radio, that uh, that's 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 okay now. So so really truly, I mean, I could be arrested in California. Okay, I'm so glad we worked that out. And is there anything that you want to say? Anything at all that you know, sort of, you know, sort of, in you know, re- return to my apologies. Okay. Well, I did want to say something, but never mind. <laughs> Just you, take it back. What were you going to say? <laughs> no, I wasn't going to say anything. Okay. Nope, s- not now. So the other day I'm listening to a Joe Rogan podcast. And, you know, his, his podcast, the first like 10 minutes of his podcast are commercials. And during the first 10 minutes of his podcast where he does like 18 million commercials, he drops the F-bomb about 42,000 times. And I'm going like, I don't think if I were paying him the thousands of dollars he gets to have his your commercial put into his podcast, I don't think I would want him having 
F-bombing my product. You know what I mean? I mean, <laughs> I'm going like, I think I would say, hey, Joe, I know your language is, shall we say, uh, raw, uh, but uh, can you stop F-bombing and S-bombing during my commercial? Oh, no, no, no. You know what your problem is? You're blah, blah, blah. Okay. So he's got Miley Cyrus on, okay? And he introduces Miley Cyrus. And this voice like this says, thanks, Joe. And I'm not kidding. Have you heard her voice lately? It's real deep. Well, she she had vocal cord surgery uh, about oh, 10 months. Oh, did month, she? Yeah, Why? About ten, well, this is interesting. Um, she talked about this, that her doctor said, and it's, she said her doctor was very funny about this. He said... I don't do this surgery on quiet people. <laughs> the idea being is that people who are using their voice and her singing and obviously talking, because uh, she talks a lot and she's you know very opinionated. And quite honestly, listened to the interview and I listened about eh, f- first fifteen minutes and had someplace else to go. I was listening to it in the car, and you know she's a very intelligent woman, and I was very much interested in what she was saying. Uh, but I couldn't get past the, f- the the point that she's got a voice like this now. And I am not exaggerating. I mean, maybe a little bit. But she sounds like a dude. You know, she's got a really deep, raspy voice. And, and she talked about the fact that she has been, you know, first off, she talked about the fact that when she was doing the Disney thing, when she was doing the Hannah Montana thing, she talked about the fact that, and, and I do understand this, that you, you hear people who are, you know, vocalists that um, they need a day off. And she talked about that when she was doing the Hannah Montana thing, that she worked seven days a week during the Disney stuff and she never had a break. She was singing, she was acting, she was doing all that stuff every single day. And it was funny because she made the comment like, well, you know, those Disney executives would find out that I had a day off and they're going like, well, what? You're not making money for us today? You know, get back to work. We need money. And I mean, obviously, she was being somewhat facetious. At the same point, she was being somewhat true. But she also talked about she smokes a lot and she drinks a lot. And in our business, you've heard me refer to this. There are there are voice types for men and women. And the one that women sometimes have as they get up there in years we call it the whiskey and cigarettes voice and the guys can have it too uh and to the point where typically if i talk to someone typically over the age of 40 especially women and i think it's more pronounced than a woman than it is in a man because men sort of have uh, you know a, a, a rougher voice to begin with whereas women's voices are typically more smoothing and soothing but i can typically tell someone who's a smoker and I can, I mean, and I can sometimes even say, you're a smoker, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. How'd you know? <laughs> because, because you talk like that. That's how I know. You know? And it does something to your vocal cords. And that's what she was talking about. She's talking about the fact that she sings, she talks, she yells, she screams, she drinks, and she smokes. And she went in for some, I don't know, something. And she had a, an ENT um, look at her or, you know, and say, you know, you got a little problem here. And supposedly it was something that it was caught early. It could be pretty much reversed by surgery, which is what she had. But she admits that she's really abused her body and she's abused her voice. And she's what, 25, 26? You know, I mean, like, it's, it's, you go like, okay, what's going to be? And, and unfortunately, in my industry, 
I saw that happen a lot with guys I worked with. I mean, guys back, you know, back in the, you know, my early days of the radio business, back in the early 70s. And, you know, the sex, drugs, and rock and roll thing. I mean, guys that were, you know, really living life on the edge. And some women as well, too. Mostly guys who uh, were partying all the time, drinking all the time, smoking all the time, legal and illegal substances, snorting things all the time, injecting things all the time. And quite a few of those guys, one of my old bosses, Pig Vomit, who we talked about, you know, Pig Virus, whatever you want to call it, used to be the guy that was program director for Howard Stern. He died at his desk at 60 years old. President of the company calls him up one day and says, Kevin, we need to talk about something. And he's on the phone and he says to the president of the company, uh, hold on a minute. And he puts the phone down. And the president of the company is sitting there going like, okay, five minutes just gone by. What happened? So president of the company, he's in San Francisco. The, you know, Kevin's in his desk in his office in San Francisco. President of the company picks up his other phone in his office and says, hey, I was just talking to Kevin, and he told me to hold on a minute. And he didn't hang up on me, but I don't hear him. And I hear, like, background music, you know, background noise in the office. So the receptionist had somebody come back and take a look at his office. There's Kevin, dead in his office. Had a heart attack, died right, and, right talking to the boss. You know, and I worked for the guy for a year, and... This is no disrespect for him. He's a brilliant man. I'm surprised he made it to 60 because he just abused the living daylights out of his body. I mean, you know, you know, food, you name it, you know, smoke, legal, illegal, cocaine, you name it. He was on it and all the time. That's the way he was all the time. Sad, isn't it? It is sad because he was a very sad man. Well, I don't know if I he was a sad man. You know, he he uh, was he he, he had, was he had fun. A he had fun in his in his younger years because you know, evidently, I mean, yeah, he had you know I had to bail him out of jail once. That's a whole other story. But you know, I mean, <laughs> you know true story. Uh, anyway, you know you're in trouble when uh, you in the old days of Washington Avenue you go down the street and you proposition a woman and she says yeah let's go over here and then she tells you to disrobe. And then she pulls out her badge and puts handcuffs on you. And you know, it's, and that's exactly what happened to him. <laughs> he, he picked the, wa- the wrong woman to, pro- to, to proposition. And he gave her a $100 bill, and the rest was history. So, is that bizarre or what? <laughs> it's pretty bizarre. <sighs> you know, your mama told you to watch out for things like that, right? You know? She told me a lot of things, yeah, Brad. Yeah. My mama looked at me and she says, I hate you. That's what she told me. It's Oh, eight, Brad, she didn't mean it. She it's 8 o'clock. Westplex 107.1, it is BS in the morning. I'm Shelly, she's Brad. Shelly, before we go any further, can I conduct a little experiment here? Isn't that like the second experiment of the day? Nah, hold on a minute. I want to try something here. I want to see if, 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 you, if you hear so much. Okay. Here, here I'm talking to right now. Okay. This is microphone number one. You ready? Yeah. Okay, this is microphone number one. And this is microphone number two. Okay? You sound the same. I sound the same to you. This is microphone number two. And this is microphone number one. They both sound the same. Okay. Number two might be um, a little um, lower in volume. Okay. But they both sound the same as far as quality. Okay. Just curious. Okay. Um, have you ever been to a gender reveal party? No, I haven't, but I've seen them on Facebook. Here we go again. Another wildfire in California 
started by a gender reveal party. And they say this, uh, this is a massive fire uh, in El Dorado, uh, California. And they say it's one of 23 major fires. And this one, I think um, 7,000 acres have been scorched by a, pyro, oh, a pyrotechnic device used at a gender reveal party. Ignited one of 23 major fires burning in California. I mean, I'm going that, like... That's tragic. I'm going like, and this is not the first time that's happened. And the crazy thing about this is that they can prosecute you criminally and civilly, criminally for starting a fire, civilly for, you know, paying for all the damage. Well, civilly for paying for all the damage. Like if you burn somebody's house down, they can sue you. Hey, your goofy thing with your gender reveal party burnt my house down and my house is a half million dollar house. I want a half million dollars. I and, and I don't think your umbrella policy for your homeowners insurance is going to help you with stuff like that. I don't, you know, that's something that that of my generation and your generation. It's at a point where if you said, "Hey, we're having a gender reveal party," I'd look at it and go, "What the hell's that?" You know, what I mean, first off, back in the day when I was a young dude and had kids, uh, they were just barely able to tell. At that point in time, you know what I mean? It was like the technology yes. had not quite, quite gotten advanced enough where they could say, well, it's a boy, it's a girl. And nowadays, I don't think you can do that anymore. No, you can actually get a 3D, oh, no, no, but 3D you can, image but they colored. Can't, but they can't tell you that because the people will protest because they're saying that that's gender assignment and that's not nice anymore that you can't <laughs> that's not true <laughs> it's true well it's you know the new way is they give you a disclaimer they go now uh we're doing the ultrasound on you right now ma'am and in a minute we're going to tell you um what we think you have uh in the womb but um you know that may change when they turn 20 and decide that's not what they are that was funny <laughs> And there's another pro- like, there's really? a there's another there's another woman, a college professor who was like dean of black student studies. I have to find this story again. And it turns out she's not black. And it's like, okay, this is like the lady used to be one of the big wigs in the NAACP, Rachel Dolezal, who, you know, claimed she was black and then somebody got you know, sort of some some inside scoop that she's not black. Her mom and dad are both white, and they go and interview her mom and dad. I don't know where she says she's black. We're both white, and we don't know having. We don't know if there's any black she people in our family. She wants to be a double for, other. Well, but but see, I know I'm going to get in grief for this. But nowadays, yeah, you, you can say are, so. I can wake up tomorrow morning and go. You know what? All these years I've been a man, but I'm really a woman, and I'm going to declare myself a woman. Don't have to have any surgery, anything like that. I can just all of a sudden declare I'm a woman, right? I mean, and I'm not exaggerating. Is that the way it is right now or not? Uh, yeah, that's true. Okay, but this has changed, and well, I haven't seen it on Facebook. Why can't Why can't I wake up tomorrow and say, "Hey, I'm an Asian, or I'm a black person, or I'm an Eskimo, I'm a you know an Indian"? Why can't I do that? If I, I can, don't know the answer to if that. If I question. can change my gender, how come I can't change my ethnicity? Because you know, gender. There's shall we say certain trademarks of gender if you know what I'm saying. And, and there are certain trademarks of ethnicity as well, too. Obviously, you know, uh, uh, certain people of certain ethnicities look different, have different features about them. And I'm not saying anything that's, you know, provocative. I'm saying stuff that's true. But yet, you know, you can't, you can't do that. 
you can't say, well, yesterday I used to be an, an American Indian, and today I'm uh, a Norwegian fisherman. Okay. <laughs> I better shut up before I get in trouble, right? Uh-huh, a little bit. Yeah. No, but, but you know what I'm saying? I don't get it. And, and the thing, like this woman who, oh, I have to see if you can find this. I think she taught at George Washington University in D.C. Uh, professor, let me see if I find it. And and turns out that um, GWU, uh, yeah, here it is right here. Uh, her name is, her name is da, 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 uh, Jennifer Krug, K-R-U-G. She teaches black history at the Washington-based college. She got a George Washington University professor who would pretend to be black when, in fact, she's white and Jewish, will not cl- teach classes in the fall semester, the college said Friday. The uh, university announced it will review the actions of Jessica Krug, who teaches black history at the Washington-based college. Quote, many of you understandably have many questions in the wake of medium post by GW faculty member Jessica Krug. This was an announcement from Brian Blake, the provost and executive vice president of academic affairs. While the university reviews this situation, Dr. Krug will not be teaching her classes this semester. We want to acknowledge this, the pain this situation has caused for many in our community and recognize that many students, faculty, staff, and alumni are hurting. The school that would develop alternatives for students enrolled in Krug's classes. Now, why would they be hurting? If you found out that, you know, your teacher, like, for example, if I found out that one of my teachers, one of my professors, like, let's say Dr. Camille Winter, and he always talked about how he was chased out of Czechoslovakia by the Russians, and that he used to be the head of, uh, you know, the, the, the uh, uh, Czechoslovakian broadcasting uh, government agency, like sort of like the FCC, and what if I found out that he really wasn't that, and he was uh, actually a plumber, and he lived in Bulgaria. And if I found that out, I would go like, hey, he was still a good teacher. I learned a lot from him, right? Would I be hurt? No. I'd be sort of scratching my head going, like, well, why did he tell us he was from Czechoslovakia when he was actually from Bulgaria? Eh, who cares? I learned a lot, right? Exactly. But yet I'm hurting. I'm hurting the fact that my professor who told me she was one thing is not that and she's another thing. Oh, my God, I'm hurting inside. I don't know if I'll be able to. (laughs) You know, um, my dad was of the greatest generation. And you like, for example, you know, Rowan and Martin. I do. Okay. Laughing. I believe it's Dan Rowan. Have you ever read this guy's biography? I have not. Okay. You know who he was, right? Ronan and Martin. I do. Two guys. He was yes. like Dan. I think he, I think Dan. I was going to Dan R O W A N. Okay. Um, his real name, well, that's his real name. Daniel Hale Rowan. Okay. And let me see if I can find this. Uh, personal life. Uh, da, 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 da. He was in, uh, was orphan. He, yeah, here we go. He was orphaned at the age of 11, spent four years at the McClellan home in Pueblo, Colorado, and was then taken in by a foster family at the age of 16, enrolled in second and Central High School. After graduating from high school in 1940, he hitchhiked to Los Angeles, found a job at the mailroom at Paramount Pictures, quickly ingratiating himself with studio head Bobby De Silva. A year later, he became Paramount's youngest staff writer. Okay, so he's he's an orphan. Ends up in a child's home. Somebody adopts him. Then he decides he wants to go to L.A. He's in Colorado. Wants to go to L.A. to become, you know, a writer. Hitchhikes to L.A. 
gets a job in the mailroom at Paramount, ultimately becomes a writer. Okay, World War II, get this. During World War II, Rowan served as a fighter pilot in the 8th Fighter Squadron, 49th Fighter Group, United States Air Forces. He flew a Curtis P-440N Warhawk. Currently, da 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 and, and, and from which he shot down, he shot down two Japanese aircraft before he was downed in another P-40 and seriously wounded over New Guinea. His military, his military decorations include the Distinguished Flying Cross with Oak Leaf Cluster, the Air Medal, and the Purple Heart. He was almost killed. After his discharge, Rowan returned to California where he teamed up with Dick Martin and started a comedy nightclub act. The team had appeared on the television on television before, but it was not until the critical success of the summer special in 1967 they found the fame on Laugh-In. Rowan appeared with Dick Martin on the series of the Dean Martin Celebrity Roast Specials. Rowan also appeared as an actor in two-part 1987 episodes of the series The Love Boat, playing the part of Alan Danver, husband of Barbara Danver, played by Juliet Mills. Okay? The guy was was shot down in almost killed in New Guinea, shot down two Japanese fighter pilots, and yet it's like, can you imagine this guy's life? And yet nobody ever talked about that. He never talked about that. He never came on TV well, and said people didn't back then. Yeah, but but now people go like, oh, I had such a terrible life. I was an orphan, and I was in an orphanage for four years, and then this family adopted me, and I never really took them as my parents, and I had a tough life, and I went and I I just you know rolled myself up in a ball in the fetal position and didn't do anything for thirty years, and now I'm here and I need your help. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but people people back then had a different. <laughs> I mean, they I'm, did. They just didn't do that. They I mean, can, can you? Oh, poor me. I they didn't f- do woe is me. They they were fighters, and they were survivors. I know people who have told me stories. People who are my you know my generation who've told me stories, and especially women, who have told stories about you know I was married to this guy and he was abusive to me and he was abusive to my kids. And one day I just said, I've had enough. And I know, I know four or five women like this told me. One lady, she said she secretly went down to the U-Haul place, had them put a trailer hitch. Remember in the old days they'd put a trailer hitch on your bumper? Remember you had like big bumpers on cars and you could like snap a trailer hitch onto the back? You know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. She tells me the story. She goes down to the U-Haul place. She's tired of being physically and mentally abused by her husband. She hasn't put a trailer hitch on her car. She rents a trailer, small trailer, throws all the important stuff in her life, which fit, would fit in this little small trailer that's like, you know, four foot by six foot, and grabs her two kids, throws them in the car, backseat the car, and heads west. And just decides, okay, I'm just going to keep driving till I find a city that I like, and this is where we're going to live. And <laughs> she told me the story. I'm going, what? What? And this particular woman started in the very bottom of a company and rose to be an executive for a Fortune 500 company. And I'm going like, that's chutzpah. Well, I'm going like, holy cow, you know. And I've had other. I mean, I've told you the stories that some of the women that have worked here at the radio station that you know had been in not so good marriages and abusive relationships. And I told you the bizarre story that one of the the ladies that worked here at the radio station. She had a guy she was married to, and he was unfortunately had an alcohol problem. And one day she came to work, 
and I'm going to not mention the, the man's name because it's a somewhat unusual name and people would know exactly who I'm talking about. And she was divorced for about a year from this guy, but they still had a kid together and it was sort of rough between her and her ex. And she came into work one Monday morning and goes, you're not going to believe, but my ex, I'll just say my ex, he bought a Harley last week. And she looked at me like with this expressionless look in her face and she said, he'll be dead in six months. And three months later, he drove his Harley, he, he got out of a bar one night, was drunk, driving home on a small country road, road went right, he went straight, hit a tree, killed him. I'm going like, whoa, she called that one, you know, I mean, like, you know, and, and then she was like, obviously, she was upset because this was, you know, the guy she had married, been married to for a while, and the mother of, or the father of her child, but she was like, you know what, I, 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 I hate to say this, but I did the right thing, I left the guy because he was going to destroy my life and he was going to try destroy our son's life. And I'm going like, okay. How many women don't do that? How many women stick it out? You know? There's a lot out there. I know. It's sad. Mm-hmm. You know? But, I mean, in general, here's a guy, Dan Rowan, hitchhikes to Los Angeles, shows up at a movie studio. And then what's crazy is I'll have people say, oh, I can't find a job. And I go, you're not looking hard enough. You know, I mean, I think have gotten tough since the pandemic. Before the pandemic, it was different because, you know, everybody was looking for workers and then they had to lay off a bunch of them. But now it's starting to go back the other way. Employment's back up. We had the employment numbers last week. They're, you know, they're looking better all the time. You know, more companies are opening up. You know, people are, you know, there, there are certain companies that have, you know, you and I have talked to people that you know, and I know I'm not going to mention any names, but they're busier than ever. And they can't find people to work. You know who I'm talking about specifically, right? I absolutely do. And what's his There's big... There's a lot of them out there. He's always saying, I wish I could find people that want to, you know, do blah, blah, blah. And most of them are craft jobs, meaning, you know, you know, carpenters, plumbers, electricians, uh, roofers, things like that. Jobs that you got to work. You got to get a sweat up. You got to get a little dirty. <laughs> you got to climb ladders. You know what I mean? Climb down in holes. You know, climb underneath cars, stuff like that. People don't want to do those jobs anymore. Just like me. I don't want to cut grass anymore. That's not true. You <laughs> love cutting grass. <laughs> I do. It's like, whatever, man. It's I do. instant gratification for you. I love to instant cut. Instant gratification. I love to cut grass. I mean, ever I since. you do. I can remember. I can remember one time I stood going. I was I started cutting grass at our house like twelve or thirteen years, and we had a rear entry garage. And I was always so proud. To this day, when I get done with a lawn, if I've done a nice job, I'll look back and go, "Wow, that looks great." I know that sounds weird, doesn't it? But I go, "Man, I no, it doesn't." I did a nice job on that lawn. You know, cutting grass is one of those almost instant gratification things, like you said, where to the point it where you, you start off and it looks all shaggy and it's not looking good, and then if you do it right, you, you know, like you know, you know, twenty, thirty, forty minutes, you stand back and you go. Damn, that looks nice. And I did it. You know, so we go into my dad, I'm in the car, and I was probably, you know, like I said, twelve or thirteen. And my dad, you know, pulls it, and this is the night headlights run, as my dad sweeps the headlights across our backyard as he's turning around to get into the garage. He says, You missed a spot right there. The headlights sort of hit it where there's like a couple little blades of grass going up. And he pulls the car in the garage, and I go over and I start the lawnmower up. <laughs> <laughs> he's going like, you think? He's going like, what are you doing? I go, you said I missed a couple spots. I'm going to take care of them right now. And he oh. says, why don't you do that in the morning? Okay, Dad, I'll do that. Is that weird or what? <laughs> That's actually pretty adorable. Well, he, he criticized my lawn cutting, you know? Matter of fact, I had that happen recently. You know what I'm talking about, right? I had someone send me a nasty text criticizing my lawn trimming. 
Yes, you did. <laughs> Somebody who I don't even know who got my phone number and texted me that I did a terrible job of cutting a particular piece of property. And Brad, your phone number's all over the internet. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's not like it's hard to get a hold of. I mean, I mean, how bad is it that somebody finds my phone number and texts me that I did a bad job of cutting grass? <laughs> how how boring must their life be that they have to track me down and send me a text that my my grass cutting skills were substandard? And he doesn't know you're a professional grass cutter. Well, I don't know if I'm a professional grass cutter or not. Oh, but, totally. But, but you know, once again, it's like, how? I mean, talk about petty people. Would you ever think of, like, if you drove by a piece of property and you saw somebody who, you know, maybe they did do a bad job. Would you try to find their phone number? Hey, text them. Hey, just saw what you did on corner of XYZ and ABC Street. Pretty bad job. What the hell are you cutting that with? A weed eater. <laughs> Where are you? What? Were you cutting it with a weed eater? Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Is that why that's so funny? <laughs> well, it's funny because well, you know the whole story. I do. I got somebody gunning for me, and it's like, you know you know what I'm thinking about doing? I'm thinking about just coming out with the thing, and I'm thinking about putting up a web page about it. What do you think? 826, that's what I think. <laughs> These were done. Okay. Uh, so we worked on Labor Day, and normally we have two people listening, and both of those people were off this morning. So it's just you and me talking, and our voices were going out in outer space. And yeah, but we listening. got a podcast, so they can <laughs> yeah. get that. They can hit it up on the podcast. We can say that. We got you know a they miss us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, and did you, see the, did you see the interesting feedback on the, the History Guy video? I did. That was so cute. Yeah, there's been quite a few people who've listened to that History Guy interview. And it was. I mean, I'm not saying because I did it, but he was an interesting guy. Just like I thought the guy we had on, Alex, uh, who we had on Thursday, the, the, the legit streetcars guy, I thought he was interesting as well, too. Yeah, he was. I mean, he, you know, and, and like, especially when I said he was a good looking dude and you went on his YouTube page and you saw him and you, what did you yeah, say? Yeah, he looked, he was young, but he looked pretty delicious. Yeah, he was a good looking guy, you know, and he's sharp and he's smart and he's, he's, uh, you know, as an excellent mechanic, you can't say mechanic anymore, it's technician. Isn't that terrible? You're not mechanic anymore, you're a technician. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know, you know, I mean, what am I? Am I a discus jockey? You're, you're a MacGyver. I'm a MacGyver. No, what, 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 what is my job classification? Am I, oh no, I know what it is. You, you, you call me this all the time. A Mike monkey? Yes, I'm a Mike monkey. I'm not a disc jockey. I'm a Mike monkey because we don't have. I do people? I do call him a Mike monkey. We don't have discs anymore, so I'm I'm rocking the mic. I'm the I'm but I'm actually I'm actually DJ radio. Rocking a mic like I'm, the vandal. I'm DJ radiation. DJ radiation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And tomorrow, you know, what we're going to talk about. You know, in Z1077, you know what they're doing at night? What? TikTok mixes. They're playing all the songs that are popular on TikTok. It's pretty funny. Literally. Okay. They're doing TikTok mixes. I'm going okay. like, man. That, that, that's something we want to be like is Has, 105.7 The Point. No, 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 no. They're not one of, these are not songs that we're playing on 105.7 The Point. These are songs we'd be playing or Z1077 playing. This is pop stuff. Oh, this Z is not. Z, yeah. This yeah. is like, you know, like bouncy stuff. This is like F2020. That's all over TikTok now. Okay. Okay, we're done. But you've already got it, so why do we need to do that? Why do we need to do that? Yeah. You may ask why? Yeah. I have one 
reason. Ain't nobody got time for that. Exactly. Ain't nobody does that. I got hairy legs that turn blonde in the sun. Oh, Joe. Joe, Joe, Joe. Yes, number 290 orders now. Please <laughs> number 290. Yeah, Laws are made to be broken. <laughs> I got bronchitis. Drawback two and punt. The building is on fire. I did not know that. I did not know that. I did not know that. Are you done? You know... Okay. Somebody came to my well, door the other day. It's 829. Everybody have a great day. It's 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 a Labor Day, and we are working because it's Labor Day, because that's what BS in the morning does. And uh, we'll talk to you all tomorrow. Yeah, you know, friend friend of mine came to the door the other day. I didn't expect him, and I didn't have my toupee on. And I opened the door, and he looked at me, and he went, I'm getting real sick of having no one to come home to cuddle with. I'm sure he loved that. <laughs> and then he went, <laughs> That sounds more like it. <laughs> okay, we're done. Bye. Have a great day, everybody.